Hi everyone, Vegas Film Critic here, Jeffrey Coward, here to review Disney's live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. One of my favorite Disney animated films, uh, the music, the story, you know, Back when Disney was having a real rough time back in the early 90s and late 80s where there's a great book called Storming the Magic Kingdom. You know, Disney was almost, it was being raided and it was almost broken up and sold off piece by piece. The film library sold to somebody else. The theme park sold, sold to somebody else. Can you imagine Disney being broken up? There's a great story about how they had to save the studio and save the company because they totally lost touch with their audience. They had no idea, you know, how to, to connect with modern audiences. And it took Michael Eisner coming from ABC and, I mean, from Paramount and, uh, uh, just saving the company, and along with Jeffrey Katzenberg, revitalized Disney's animation and made them great and a leader in animation again, starting with The Little Mermaid and then, of course, um, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, all of that. What a great second golden age for Disney. And so Disney lately, as such, has been taking their classics and making them live-action films, you know, like we had Cinderella a few years ago, and now we have Beauty and the Beast. And there's there's controversy, and there's also praise around Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I had the pleasure to see it, you know, about a week ago, and I saw it in the great Dolby, that new Dolby uh, uh, presentation. What's it called? Dolby Plus? I think it's called Dolby Cinema. I got the poster for... Uh, Kubo and the two strings up there, which I saw in that same presentation. So here's here are my reactions. You know, a lot of people I've been kind of waiting. Disney wanted me to wait closer to the release date, and everyone on YouTube and everyone on the online has been posting their review. I wanted to wait a little longer, but you know what? I'm getting too many requests. So I thought, okay, let's get this over with. Uh, because I'm kind of mixed on Beauty and the Beast. First of all, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake of the animated film. Okay, if you've seen it as many times as I have, and I'm sure everyone has seen this film uh that's over the age of eight, uh we just, it's almost like they storyboarded the original cartoon and, you know, shot it, you know, scene for scene. So I thought that was pretty kind of like, I wanted, even though I want to be familiar with the movie, the same songs and the characters, I just wanted maybe do a little expand on it because, you know, it's been 25 years. We can do something with the uh, live action version that we didn't do with the animated film, you know, kind of build on it a little bit, but not change it too much. Here's the problem with this movie. You have two Emmas who are stars of this film. You have Emma Watson and Emma Thompson, okay? So Emma Watson from Harry Potter, you know, uh, Hermione, she plays Belle. And I don't know, but when the very first scene, that great song where she comes out and sings, you know, we know every word to every song. When she comes out, she, Emma Watson is just, she's stiff. She really is. She doesn't come out and wow you uh, with that energy and with that passion that she she should have. And she's not very, you know, strong with her singing skills, you know? Now, don't, don't get me wrong. You're going to think I'm going to be bashing this movie the whole time. I'm not going to do that. I'm just trying to tell you things I had problems with at first. And I wanted that opening scene to be just something to wow me. And it didn't. She came out and she was just kind of looking she looked like she was in a in a daydream in a haze like so i thought the opening song fell flat and the village that we saw it looked like a set on the back lot it didn't just give me that that inspiration you know that i thought the opening of the movie should have some energy to it and do i have to set the movie up do we all know the story of beauty and the beast do i have to you know she's bell is a, is a young woman who uh is uh finds a castle that's cursed by this prince who's been turned into a beast and he's got to find true love in order to break the spell and not only is the beast cursed but everyone inside the castle is cursed and uh, then you've got uh, back home you've got the father who's been kidnapped going looking for bell you know uh, no it's the other way around bell went looking for him so everyone knows the story. I don't need to set that up. So then we have an all-star cast. We have, uh, let's go to, to uh, Josh Gad and also Luke Evans, who are Gaston and LeFou. And 
one thing about I did not know about Luke Evans. I love him in in uh, you know the the Hobbit movies, and I also loved him in uh, um, Dracula. I mean, I was a lot less uh, you know uh, critical as some critics were about Dracula. I did not know that he came from musical theater. So this man is belting out Gaston. He's belting out Kill the Beast. This man has a set of pipes on him. And of course, the comic relief is Josh Gad, who's like perfect casting for LeFou. Now, the characters we got in the castle, listen to this all-star cast. We got Eo McGregor as uh, Lumiere, the candlestick. We've got Stanley Tucci as Cardenza. We've got Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. We've got, uh, who else? I don't want to forget anybody. Audra McDonald as the dresser. Uh, also, Emma Thompson, you know, as Mrs. Potts. And, of course, the great Kevin Klein as uh, Belle's father, Maurice. So, we have an all-star cast. I just wanted, I wish Kevin Klein could sing. Man, he did Pirates of the Penzance. He was just an amazing singer. So, I'm so upset that they didn't give a song to him. And of course, everyone's like, well, wait a minute, Jeff, what about the Beast? Yeah, we have uh, Dan Stevens, who plays the Beast. And of course, they, they manipulated his voice and all that, but they gave the Beast an extra song, which was really cool. So we all know the music. We all know that was going on. So here's, here's my overall uh, opinion of Beauty and the Beast. While I thought the sets were amazing, while I thought uh, the special effects and the... And the uh, the story was uh, was just as timeless as can be, you know, when they play Beauty and the Beast, you know, you get a little choked up there. I just wish that uh, they did a little bit more than just stick to the original story. That's that's all it was, you know, and I think it went on a little too long, too. It seemed kind of padded for that. So I'm, these are my critical things of it. Uh, but overall, here I think that families, especially parents who remember the original and you have younger kids to introduce them to Beauty and the Beast and the music via the Broadway play, you know, the musical, or this movie, I think it's going to just have a tremendous impact on them. They're going to absolutely love it. You know, I think that Disney has a winner here. Is it worth $300 million that they spent? I don't know, but we'll find out. They're really hoping that all of these pa parents are going to bring their kids, the next generation, and show them the beauty of Beauty and the Beast. Now, I know... I might as well address this now because if I don't, everyone's going to be asking me to make a video about it. But we have to just maybe barely touch on the controversy of LeFou, played by Josh Gad, and his relationship to Gaston. There's a lot of theaters uh, in the South, and a lot of Christians are upset uh, taking this classic tale of Beauty and the Beast, something as Disney, and making LeFou gay making him a gay character. And they say, well, this is Disney's first gay character. I was like, I don't think so. You know, I thought Ursula from Little Mermaid, she was definitely, had lesbian-esque about her. And also, I thought Wally was gay. I'm sorry, I have that argument. I think Wally was gay. He was watching Hello, Dolly! musicals, and I'm sorry, I thought Wally was gay, too. So, here, here's my opinion on that. And I'm going to try lightly giving my opinion here. I'm a raging liberal, okay? So, I am just... I voted for, uh, you know, Hillary. I, I'm a Bernie supporter, and who I wanted originally. I'm, I've always been a raging liberal. You know, I've always been conservative, but I'm not. Uh, I object to what Disney did by making him gay, not for the, for the sake of him being gay. It seems like it was inserted to start a controversy, and it also was a distraction. And you say, well, wait a minute, being gay is a distraction? No, it's not being a, a gay a distraction. It's the way that it was portrayed in the movie that I thought was... Um, it was gratuitous, and I thought it was insulting. I really did. Because he didn't understate being gay and his crush on Gaston, and who couldn't have a crush on Gaston, right? So instead of playing it, you know, kind of like subtle, they made it humor esque They made it a mockery, okay? So, you know Josh Gad, he can't play anything subtle. So he's sitting there going, oh, Gaston, and touching his face, and being... So every time they were together, you're just going, what? 
you know, okay, you're in love with him or you got a crush on him, kind of imply that, but then get back to what you're doing in the movie, right? And I, I just felt, you know, okay, you know, it's like that awful, uh, uh, what was that movie with uh, Adam Sandler where him and uh, what's his name from King of Queens get married, you know, they play the gay couple or whatever, they, they were faking it. That was just full of stereotypes. I walked out of that movie. I thought it was disgusting and I thought it was offensive too. So while I was borderline offended about, you know, LeFou's character and Josh Gad playing it that way. I'm not objecting to it being a gay character. I'm objecting to what they did in the portrayal of it, that they made a mockery and they made it a comic relief. You know, like, oh, yeah, look at the fool. Oh, look at the, yeah, the, other, the gay guy. Yeah, he's a little fat gay guy. Yeah, he's in love with a handsome, strong man. So I thought that was my problem with it. But of course, now everyone's not seeing, you know, that. They're seeing that gay character, Disney you know, uh, Christians are going crazy for that. They're tainting it. You know, we shouldn't even be talking about if the character is gay or not. It shouldn't matter. But how Disney kind of threw it in there and, you know, didn't give any kind of warning or make it subtle, uh, just a storm of controversy. Overall on that, I think families are going to go gaga for it, you know, and uh, I hope they do a sing-along version because I was singing along to myself throughout the whole film. So Beauty and the Beast, I think the families are going to go crazy for it. So get out and take them for a wonderful evening and uh, sing along. Just sing as long as you can. Sing out loud because I know I did. I think someone complained too. Anyway, for more reviews and interviews, surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by Memorial Day. Give me a thumbs up, share, and comment below. What did you think of Beauty and the Beast? Were you offended? Were you disturbed? Or did you say, look, it's not a big deal having a gay character in a Disney movie? Half the theme park at Disneyland and Disney World are gay. <laughs> and I say that like there's nothing wrong with it, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. All right, I'm Jeffrey Gay Howard in Las Vegas. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.